Live from 1640 AM Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. My name is Joe Pacino, and my co-host and tag team partner is, as always, David Gomez. Sir, what's going on? I'm doing great, sir, but I'm going to have to correct you on that because it's not one time only because in two weeks, we will also be on a Tuesday night, but we'll be at 6 p.m., which is our regularly scheduled time. Um, you know, unfortunately, there was a little technical gap, as it were, on my part, and I forgot that we were doing a Tuesday show versus a Wednesday show which is why we're starting it later, because that's just how Block Talk Radio is. But, of course, folks, we thank you for joining us, as always, those of you in the Newark area here on 1640 AM Ironbound Radio, and those of you listening across the continent on Block Talk Radio. Of course, check us out, PureGoldPG.com. If you'd like to be a part of the program, 714-364-4721. That's 714-364-4721. And when you go to puregoldpg.com, of course, you'll see a little new a new uh, additive on the station there, on a little site. I added a little listen live button, so you no longer have to go to Blog Talk to hear our show. You can just click on listen live. You can hear everything on 1640 AM all the time. And, of course, you can hear our show, which if you're listening now, booyah, you can uh, just rock it there. Sir, I know we have a lot of things on the docket. But I think before we get to the show rundown, we need to talk about something first. And, sir, it is the new and improved, coming soon, 1640 AM. Well, talk to us about that, sir. I mean, you've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Why don't you tell the audience what's in store for them in the next couple weeks? Well, folks, starting in March, the first day of March is actually a Friday, and uh, we're going to be launching a brand-new platform, as it were, of course, we're still going to have the Portuguese music, uh, you know, throughout most of the day. But, 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 the big but is that we, here at PG, myself mostly because, you know, Joe is just like the money behind the operation. I'm the brains and the work. Yep. Um, I have recruited a slew, an absolute total amalgam of different shows. As I like to say, our every show is not for everybody, but we've got it. Every show is not for every person, but we have a show for everybody. You know, we're going to be launching that Friday the Jimmy Danger Show. And Jimmy is a Telemundo Spanish personality. Awesome guy that I spoke with last week, Olga, who is another one of our hosts. She connected us with him. So he will be the first show that we're launching that Friday night. And then, of course, going into the following Monday through Friday night, Monday evenings, we are going to have at least one show, one talk radio show every night. On Mondays, we'll have two shows. Tuesdays we'll have three. Wednesday we are the headliner, the showstopper, the main event. We will be the only ones doing a show that night. Um, Thursday we'll have the all-in show with John Paul Gonzalez. 
Friday, we will have uh, one of our friends, Andre, doing a show. Uh, he's still working on the title there. But, of course, the Jimmy Danger show, which, again, all Spanish. Olga's going to do her show at uh, 3.30 on Tuesday, and I realize I'm kind of jumping around here. But, basically, uh, Monday through Friday, we're going to have all these different shows. On Monday, we're going to have, uh, you know, the King Firehawks show. And he's going to be on joining us next week. That's going to be from 6 to 7, and we're working on the show from 5 to 6. Tuesday, we'll have a 3.30 to 5 spot with Olga Gonzalez-Ramos, another one with the personality. After that, the Christine B Show, six, uh, 5 to 6. And then 6 to 7, the Ken Reedy Show. And, sir, I was on Ken's show on Sunday night, and that was exciting. Again, our show will stay on Wednesday, 6 to 7.30. Thursday, 7 to 8, the John Paul Gonzalez, a.k.a. the All In Show. And Friday, we're going to have two shows, like I mentioned. So every night, at least, we're going to have something going on. I know you are brimming with excitement. Let's try to hold that thought right now. We have our guests for the evening on the line, so let's get right to it, sir. Yes, we do, folks. We are proud and privileged to be joined right now by Miss Florida USA 2011, Lisette Garcia. Lisette, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, I know... The funny thing is, Joe, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I usually let you know what's going on, but we were supposed to have Lisette on this show, like, possibly a year ago, maybe a little bit less than that. Wow. But for some reason... Months we, ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long time. We had a scheduling conflict, and we weren't able to work it out, but of course, we're just happy to have you on now, Lisette. Um, and there's so many different things to cover. I guess we should start with what would be the most obvious, the title that we mentioned. You were Miss Florida, the great state of Florida, um... Tell us a little bit about that when, you know, a few years ago, two years ago, you were Miss Florida USA 2011. What was that experience like for you? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even believe it was two years ago. It feels like just yesterday when I gave up my title. But, I mean, what was it? It was, it was a whirlwind. How can I explain it? I was just, you know, busy nonstop. It was like full-time job plus overtime and not getting paid. <laughs> no <laughs> pay for overtime, you know, but you just do it because you love it. It's you know it's it's fashion it's beauty it's philanthropic work it's it's hustling and bustling it's keeping slim it's so many things wrapped into one and it just the year goes by extremely fast before I knew it I was competing at Miss USA and then giving out my title you know it, it's, it's interesting a, it's, sorry let's try to cut you off it's, it's, it's fine it, it was it's it's it was so fast yeah time does fly like I said I mean you know. I, I, I know it's been a long time since we had scheduled to have you on, but we had something else, you know, that, that came up, unfortunately. Um, so time does definitely fly. I can't believe, like, we've been doing this show for two years. So when you when you were Miss um, Florida, of course, we were in our first year of our program. And, um, you know, how, what got you into pageant work? You mentioned something that, that I find interesting and the whole being slim thing. I was listening to a radio show this morning and some, some models were talking about you know, staying in shape, et cetera, et cetera. It's not that hard, blah, blah, blah. And again, I, I don't know how true that is, but um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what got you into, other than the fact that you're, you know, a beautiful woman, uh, as most of the, the women are who join these competitions, what got you into that? Well, yes. All the girls that do it are beautiful. I mean, there's no comparison, really. But what got me into it was my mom and my my family, uh, they're the ones that believed in me. They're the ones that actually thought that I could possibly go to Miss Universe one day. So it was basically for them. I was studying medicine. I wasn't oh, wow. as a little girl. I wasn't, you know, taught, like toddlers and tiaras or anything. My first pageant was at the age of 18, and that was a Cuban pageant. 
oh, uh, from a Cuban American. So then uh, a few years later, I go ahead and I do Miss Cuban American again, and I win. And with this title, I travel the world. By this time, I'm 22 years old doing pageants. And then after traveling the world and doing everything, I was just like, okay, I'm done. You know, what else am I going to do? So my family believed, strongly believed, that I could get to Miss Universe. And that was where my process started towards Miss Florida and Miss USA. Because what did I have to lose, really? Just nothing. It was just take a shot and do it. Wow. Now, say, would you say um, winning Miss Florida USA is uh, has, like, platformed or turned your life around? And in what positive ways has it? Oh, my goodness. It absolutely does. I mean, like, my first pageant, I thought I was 18 and then 22 by the next one. I just didn't have that self-esteem. You know, I was still winning pageants. I was competing. I, I was fit. I was a model. I was modeling. I was getting paid to model. So I was basically getting paid for my beauty, but I didn't believe in myself. And just the fact that I wanted to do Miss Florida, I wanted to prepare as well. And in my preparations to- towards Miss Florida, I had this wonderful group of people that helped me with everything I did and basically polished me up from the ground up. By by the end of it all, you know what? I actually truly believed that I was Miss Florida, that I did that, and that I was capable of doing that. And that was one of the positive things that came out of Miss Florida was that I believe in myself now. And whether I would have won or not, because I was prepared not to win. <laughs> that was my thing. I was giving it my all, and if I didn't win, who cares? I felt great. That is so, a great. Go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that. I no matter what, at the end of it all, I believed in myself. Would you say there's any role models that you, um, you know, as you grew up and went through these pageants? Is there any role model that you um, took you under your wing and you know showed you that it's okay to lose? You got to lose before you win. You know, anything, any uh, anybody that you know you looked up to as you were going through these pageants? Absolutely, and you know what? It wasn't even. Um, a beauty, a, a past title holder. It wasn't a beauty queen, but in my heart, she is a beauty queen because she believes in everyone. And it was my pageant coach. It was Jules Meyer. She was my pageant coach. She was the one that, you know, believed in me from the moment she met me. Without knowing me, she knew that I could win, and she also knows that how important it is for you to understand that you don't win all the time. But she's such a beautiful person inside and out that, you know, we, we became family at the end of it. Well, you know, that, that, that's definitely an awesome story. It's interesting because um, you know, this is a show where we like to say we talk about anything and everything, and this is one of the things we've talked about extensively because we've had quite a few missed. Uh, you're the first one from Florida. We've had some missed in New Jersey's. We've had uh, Pennsylvania, Arizona. We've had three Arizona's, actually. You know, several other states. But it's always interesting to hear women talk about their role or their path, their journey to become Miss whatever, whether it's Miss USA or Miss you know, Florida or whatever the case is. Why? Because beauty is something that, and there's, of course, the old cliche, beauty is the eye of the beholder. It's, it's very true. Because just because somebody may look physically to the world, oh, she's attractive, let's say. And, you know, me personally, I've always said, you look at a lot of the supermodels, women who were considered supermodels, and to me, I always thought they're just way too skinny and just, you know, way, like, over the top. But, you know, the, a lot of the women that we've met, we've had here on this show, I'd say are 
personally, I would say they look better than those who are considered quote unquote supermodels. You know, people yeah. like yourself or you know whomever it is. But again, beauty is something that it, it 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 can be skin deep, but it can also be on a personal level. We find a lot of beautiful people on the inside, personality, sense of humor, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, in terms of our guests. But it's interesting yeah. to hear you talk about how you thought that you were uh, pretty, and you thought, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to win, or you didn't believe in yourself, as it were. What made you finally come to the conclusion that Lissette is, you know, A, beautiful, and B, uh, a winner, win, lose, or draw, whatever the competition turns out? What what brought you to that point? Um, I can't really pinpoint what was the turning point in that part. Because even after winning Miss Florida, I was like, are you kidding me? I won? I really won. And it took me months to actually realize. And, you know, I hit the ground running as soon as I won Miss Florida, going from event to event to press conference to television interviews to every single thing. And it took me still months to realize that, hey, I deserve this. I can't really say what that turning point is, but I think it was just kind of like a light bulb lighting. Like, this is it. You know, you deserve this. You worked hard, and, you know, you're not beautiful to all, but you're beautiful to some, and you feel great in the skin. You look, you love what you look, what you see in the mirror. You love when you throw on your hair and your makeup and your dresses, and that was kind of myself talking to me, and I, I can't really pinpoint what it was, but it was. It was a complete turning point. I went from just being in a shell and not wearing makeup and, being in sneakers and in baggy jeans and in sweatpants all day long to wanting to wear heels and wanting to wear dresses and wanting to look beautiful all the time and presentable. Now, Lissa, it's it's pretty obvious that you have the physical beauty. And I, I just talking to you for the last couple of minutes, I could tell you have the inner beauty. Uh, is there anything that you would recommend to any of uh, to girls that want to go into beauty pageants? Is there anything that what kind of advice would you give to them as they aspire to what you have achieved already? I I guess find that reason why you're doing it. Don't chase a crown. Don't chase a title because you're not going to be satisfied at the end of it. If you're just chasing to have something shiny on your head or be just uh, miss something, you're going to miss out because, again, there's only one winner. If it's that girl, then great. But if you're only chasing that title, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons because there's so much more that comes out of pageantry. And that's what everyone needs to understand, not just girls going into the pageant, but the moms, the dads, you know, the friends. It's not about the title. It's about what you do with it and what you want to do with it. And from your point of view, how many people, how many women would you say chase after the crown? Is it a small portion? Has it changed over time? How many people would you say are only chasing the crown? Oh, my goodness. I mean, so many. <laughs> I mean, when I first started, I was chasing the crown. And that's why going into Miss Florida, I realized it's not about the crown. I'm like, why do I want this, to wear a crown and be bossed around and thrown here and thrown there? No. I wanted it so I could engage with people and work on my platform and really get out there and, you know, be an advocate for the American Cancer Society. That's why I wanted it. I wanted to reach out and let people know. So, yeah, I've seen it happen. I've seen girls just, you know, those girls sometimes are just bad-mouthing the winner. It's because they were chasing the crown. And they don't see, like, 
every aspect that the judges see. The judges could smell through these girls that are just putting up a front. The judges know when you're only chasing a crown and a title. I have a question for you. This is something that uh, just kind of popped in my head because you're mentioning this. There was, of course, a big uh, controversy at the the last uh, Miss USA earlier this year, back in June, where um, one of the girls resigned shortly afterwards because of the whole, you know, she supposedly she found the list of the top five girls, et cetera, et cetera. And now, you know, Donald Trump was in charge of the Miss USA pageant, suing her for like five billion, a million, or whatever. It's a ridiculous amount of money. Um, give us your thoughts on that in that scenario. I mean, do you think that, obviously, from what I've heard from other girls, you signed confidentiality agreements, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, there's the whole legality of it. But do you think something like that is necessary uh, in, let's say, Donald Trump, for example, to, to sue a girl for saying what she said? Um, I mean, anybody could sue anybody here. And some people, I mean, just to make a point, just to kind of shut someone up, will go that far. Um, what it comes to, I mean, you don't want nobody bad-mouthing the other one. You don't want to come off as a sore loser. There's always things that are said. There's always things that are seen. There's always things that are done. There's always things that are made up. You just never know. And when somebody wants to... Like, for instance, if somebody's bad-mouthing the radio show, you don't want that, and you know it's not true. You're going to defend yourself. Well, I wish I had that much money to lawyer up and sue people, but that's obviously <laughs> that's obviously not the case uh, here. One day, that's the, that's the other case. Yeah, I mean, I, I also read that Donald is, is suing Bill Maher for $5 million, but that's besides the point. I'm not, I'm not here to knock Donald Trump or anything like that. It's just I thought it was interesting. I wanted to get your take. Now, switching from, from the pageants, and, of course, we can get back to that, but um, over the time that I followed you on Twitter, your your bio has changed quite a bit. There, there's a couple things that interest me here, but one of them, and this is the first thing that I'll get to, anchor traffic anchor slash reporter on KFOX 14. <laughs> Why? Because you told me off the air that you moved, of course, out there to Arizona to do this. How did that come about? How did you go from, you know, Miss Super Cuban American to Miss Florida, et cetera, et cetera, to going out to, you know, to the, the West and... Uh, yeah, now you're on TV. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm just following my dreams and trying to set my career going. Miss Florida, Miss, all the pageants I did was kind of just a platform of developing myself. And now I feel like I'm, I could finally chase my dreams and everything that I've always wanted. So I, I worked in Miami for a while. I was on television in Miami. I was in the news in Miami, and then came the time where I need to kind of move and and just get gain the experience of being out there and being in a different market and to kind of being in the middle of nowhere and following and finding myself too. That's that's the other perspective and kind of just grow up. Like, hey, Lisette, it's time to grow up. Get out of here. <laughs> well, would you say, Lisette? Um, where, where, where is the uh, future life for Lisette? Is it to um, become a news anchor? Is it to, um, you know, do study and do uh, research on cancer? Where is where is the future life for Lisette? Um, I'm still going to work on the television career. I, I'm an advocate for the American Cancer Society, and I will never stop to find a cure for that. I will never stop, you know, trying to fund research, trying to find anything that could possibly change the outcomes of someone that is diagnosed with cancer. I will never stop doing that. But I will chase my dreams. I possibly from El Paso, I would just head up straight to the West Coast 
and just continue on my television career. And I love acting, too, and that's another goal that I want to pursue. I never want to give that up. And, you know, my, maybe I'll go back to Miami after this and be in the news, or maybe I'll just go off to L.A. and, you know, try to do movies. Wow. Now, what's that final question for me? You know, we're going to get the PG exclusive right here. A couple of days from now is Valentine's Day. What will Seth Garcia be doing on Valentine's Day? Oh, goodness. Really? <laughs> really? I'll, I'll be wearing black. <laughs> oh, my God. Not interested in celebrating. Uh, what else can I say? Cupid is stupid. No, I mean, I'm just here in El Paso and just maybe trying to find a happy hour that caters to single people that aren't interested in Valentine's. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you. This is something that, again, I heard on the radio. I've only asked one of their guests. Is it hard for you to find a date? I mean, the reason I ask is because I know that men men can be intimidated or whatever, and uh, oh, beauty... Again, beauty is, is all relative to, to the person looking at, you know, what they find attractive. But do men get intimidated by you? Do they see you in wherever you go, you know, hanging outside or at Applebee's or, you know, wherever you, whatever establishments you frequent? And uh, do they come up to you or you just sit there, you know, doing your thing and, and never get bothered? Um, it just depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> Okay, wait, I, I really, wait <laughs> um, when you say depends on the day, you mean just in general, it doesn't matter, but I mean, have you had bad experience? Have guys ever tried to hit on you and just like, you know, been completely idiotic or turned you off or just, you know, obnoxious? That, that's what I'm curious about. Huh. Well, it can get some obnoxious, of course. It can always get obnoxious. You never, I, it just it depends on the day. I'm I work here from I wake up in the morning at two thirty in the morning. Oh, so I'm wow. ready to I'm ready to hit the bed by five six p.m. Yeah, I feel like I'm punished sometimes going to bed while the sun is still out. Do you sleep at all? I mean, you really go to bed at five o'clock in the afternoon? Uh, yeah, by six o'clock I'm already like closing the shades and yeah, just winding down. <laughs> so if I do want to. Enjoy myself on the weekend. I take a nap. Yeah, I'm pretty boring. Wow. And I'm sorry. How, how old are you again? Are you 82 or are you 20, 24? What, what are we talking about here? You take a I, nap I am, for fun, really? I'm in my 20s, heading into my 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's not easy, and then it's very hard to fall asleep while the sun is still go, still out. So you kind of just try to get as many hours as you can before get, going to work. So Monday through Friday, I'm waking up at 2:30 in the morning. And Too early. on the weekends, I'm still trying to kind of cater to that, trying to sleep in, and the most I'll get is I'll wake up at 6 in the morning. That's entirely too early. Um, no. Yeah, well, yeah, i got to be at work at 4. I mean, hey, you know, you you got to do what you got to do to be successful. If, you know, Joe and I were doing this show full-time five days a week, and I guess I'd wake up at 1 in the morning. You know, it, 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 it's all a matter of um, how how hard you go after something, but there, you know, there's something else here that I find fascinating. Classic cars. Tell us about that. Oh, that started with, um, with my dad growing up. I was about four years old and we kind of moved into a house that had like a just old clunker sitting in the yard, kind of just being a hood ornament, a lawn ornament. And he, you know, he's Cuban. So where he's from, all the cars are like from the fifties. 
So he's used to having just old cars. So we kind of restored this car, and here I am, Daddy's little girl, helping him fix the cars. And, you know, by the end of the day, it took us, what, maybe a year and a half to fix this 1972 Chevy Bel Air, which, you know, he was so proud of it. And I saw that as a little girl, and when I finally grew up, in my teenage years, I started doing it, and my first car was like a 78 Mustang, and I was just so proud at the end of that, and I've never stopped. I mean, I have I've have stopped. Obviously, the economy has gone bad, and you can't be spending money on, on hobbies like that, but I, I love it. I go to car shows. I If I have a friend who's working on a car, I am there to help them out. I'm always trying to figure out a way to get my hands on a car just to fix, because I don't have my own anymore. Do you have somebody chauffeuring you around? I mean, you know, a big-time uh, celebrity that you are. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, no that's, car, no time. Well, it, it sounds like you don't have a lot of time for anything other than to be successful and make all the money, which, of course, we hope comes well, your way. Well, of course. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's important. That, that's, the, that's the goal. <laughs> listen, listen um, honestly, I can't thank you enough. You know, I really appreciate you giving us some time. I know we spoke about something, you know, that happened off the air. Um, so obviously our, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family. And I know that people tend to say that and that's a cliche thing to say, but um, we actually mean it. it it's definitely, um, it, it's important to us to obviously honor our guests and to give them time. But the fact that you were willing to come on the air considering everything going on, you know, behind the scenes, it really means a lot to us. And we thank oh, you so much. Yeah. Listen, we, we would love to, anytime you'd like to come back on, we'd love to have you back on the show. Sure, and just invite me back whenever you'd like. You know, maybe a month or two from now to see how crazy I'm going out here in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now, is it El Paso, you're in Texas? I'm in Texas, yep. And for some reason, I thought you said Arizona, but, you know, and you didn't correct me, so I figured, I was wondering if there was an El Paso, Arizona. But, oh, um, no, I thought, no, it's, it's kind of the same time as Arizona. That's probably why. Oh, okay, okay, that's probably what it is. There goes the mix-up. But, again, uh, you know, thank you so much. And if you ever come to the New York area for whatever reason, let us know. We'd love to have you as an in-studio guest. All right. No problem. Nice to meet you guys. Same here. Have, have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Folks, that was Bye-bye. the one and only Lisette Garcia, Miss Florida, USA 2011. And there really was so much to, to talk about with her and so many things to get to. But um, we just had to kind of go through everything at once and just, you know, kind of move on from there. But, sir, what I was talking about before Lissette came on was the lineup for the show. Let me ask you, since you're on the on the opposite side of the fence, as it were, give me your take on, on what we have lined up for 1640, the Talk Titan Tuesday. I think that's taking. I'm not sure. But we have all these different talk shows and just uh, such an eclectic mix of different things. We have all wrestling shows. We have uh, you know Christian programming. We have some music shows. We have a Spanish entertainment Talk to us about that, sir. Well, I, uh, let me backtrack first and say that, you know, when we came on board back in, what, October, we were ready to launch the station, uh, and it seems like it's going through a second reboot, and now it's got um, actually a lot of content, not just Portuguese music, which, you know, again, nothing against Portuguese music, but, you know, we want to build this station to uh, to our Spanish community, to our English community, get some talk shows about, you know, things that you might be interested in. You know, we try to cover everything and anything, but there are specific niche shows like wrestling. There's going to be some Christian shows. So those type of things uh, hopefully uh, will get people talking within the community, sir. And, you know, obviously we, we want this to be a success. But I think that what you've done is bring an eclectic 
uh, array of talent to our show. We met a couple last week. We hope to meet a couple more in the next couple weeks as yes, we get sir. ready for the launch. So it's going to be a great couple weeks. It's going to be a great future for 1640. Pure Gold Incorporated will now take off. <laughs> Thanks to you, sir. Uh, well, you know, I appreciate that. And it's definitely a lot of behind-the-scenes work, but, you know, to, to be the de facto program director, as it were, Ann Nelson is, uh, is uh, over in California right now, probably taking a nap. But, um, you know, to be the de facto program director here at 1640 and to, you know, put so much time and effort into it, and, of course, you know, I'm in the process of uh, relaunching the website. When I, we say a relaunch, we're talking, you know, not just Wednesday night you're going to listen to Pure Gold. You're going to have talk radio content throughout the entire week, Monday through Friday. Um, hopefully we get something going on Saturday mornings also because that's another dream of mine. But we're gonna have a brand new website, you know, address. It's gonna look awesome. It's gonna be amazing. I mean, it's gonna blow people away. With 1640, they're gonna look at it now and they're gonna say, "Wow, it was great," you know, back in September. But once you look at it in March, you know, just what seven months later, you're gonna be blown away by what has been accomplished and what has been done. And we're just excited to have all these different amazing shows and amazing talents on. Like Joe said. We do plan on having different guests on from the show. And right now, we don't have any guests booked, as, you know, in terms of guests like Lissette or, you know, uh, Nikki Boyd or Michelle Money or anything like that, the recent guests that we have, uh, you know, out of the program. But we have plenty of ideas and possibilities of getting show hosts in here, in studio, live, to talk about their shows. So remember, folks, next couple of weeks, next week we'll be on our normally scheduled time on Wednesday at 6 p.m., the following week will be on on Tuesday the 26th at 6 p.m. Uh, a one-day difference um, again because of scheduling conflicts. Not to get into that, but we will get into. You mean your birthday? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> but uh, you know, as we get back, uh, we're going to take a break. We're at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to have the station identify itself. You're listening to Pure Gold here on 1640 Ironbound Radio. Soon to be launched, this great new station, new network. Starting in March, thanks to DG. Folks, we will be right back after a couple words. I'm Lisa Mateo from the Pix11 Morning News in New York. Make sure you check out Pure Gold every week for the best talk radio around. Hi, guys. I'm actress Laura Jean Salerno, and you're listening to David and Joe on puregoldpg.com. So relax, put your feet up, and listen in. I mean, not on the table, because that's just gross. I'm Kristen Ledlow, Southeast Field reporter for Fox Sports Next, and you are listening to Pure Gold. What's up, guys? This is actress Jen Lilly telling you to tune in to Pure Gold Radio. Pure Gold brings you amazing guests, awesome interviews, and great talk radio every week. Check them out at puregoldpg.com. Live from 1640 AM, Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your hosts, David and Joe. Of course, we're back. Station identification, as Joe likes to say, you're listening to Pure Gold on 1640 AM in Newark, New Jersey. You can check us out at ir1640.com. PG.com, of course, and Block Talk Radio. Um, of course, thanks, special thanks to all the, the ladies who just did those little promos. We haven't done promos in a long time, sir, so I thought it was time to get back to them. I know Jen Lily, hopefully, will be getting her in the program soon. She has a lot of things she's working on, so, you know, we're hoping to have some of these same ladies back on in the near future. And, folks, that's right, it is 7 p.m. We are closing out the, the next half hour of the show, closing out Pure Gold with a lot of different nuggets. <laughs> PG Nuggets, as it will. There's a lot on the docket, so let's go right through them, sir. 
Last night was the last Raw, in terms of wrestling, actually, before we actually get into wrestling talk. I'm sorry, what? This is Josh Eisenberg from ChairShot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smackdown each week. That's Pure Gold Radio. Thank you, Josh. And you know, We don't have uh, to play that clip every single time. We don't, but I love the clip. And I just want to mention that, you know, special uh, shout-out to Ken Reedy. His show will be live uh, this Sunday at 6 p.m., two hours before the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view takes place, sir. We're at... The pre-show, as it were. And I mentioned this earlier, but I was able to be on Ken's program. The first time I've been invited to be on somebody else's program, that it was a little nerve-wracking, so I have to admit. I know you were listening in. I was definitely listening. Good spot, good show. Way to promo PG and 1640 in general. But again, 16, um, Ken Reedy will be having a pre-show um, talking Elimination Chamber. So we're at the pay-per-view right before WrestleMania, sir. I watched Raw last night. Typically, we have two nights to talk about. You know, you know, we're on usually on Wednesday night, but tonight we're on Tuesday night. So I watched Raw last night. I wanted to watch it in full so I could give you my take on it. And basically, I don't know. I'll give it. I'll give it to you like it is, sir. I don't know how Ken Reedy could do a show about wrestling all year round. It, it's great to, to knock him. The guy's coming on our program, and you're gonna knock what he does. Unbelievable. I give him a lot of credit actually for doing what he does. We we try to talk about hot topics. We usually have different guests on, but I watched Raw last night. It was whole hum to me. I mean, yeah, you have the two elimination chamber matches, one for the WWE title, and one. No, wait, you have Rock and Punk for a. It's now a no disqualification, no countout match. And then you have the Elimination Chamber for the World Heavyweight title match. Well, that is the Elimination Chamber for the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. <laughs> okay. So what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> and, of course, it's Alberto Del Rio against Big Show for the World Heavyweight title. So tell me, uh, give me your breakdown on that first match. It, it seems like Albert Del Rio and, and Big Show have established quite a few now. It's actually a little bit more believable if you've been watching lately. Do you think that the Big Show is going to carry the title into WrestleMania? Absolutely not. I think uh, Albert Del Rio will win the title and possibly this may be the pay-per-view where Dolph Ziggler catches in. It makes total sense for Dolph Ziggler to catch in. In fact, I thought Dolph Ziggler had too many chances to catch in. But do you think that they're, they're, they're going to trust him to carry the world title into the, the WrestleMania's biggest pay-per-view of the year? That, that's the issue. That's the only reason I can see Ziggler not catching in because are they going to trust him to have that spot? They trusted the Miz a couple years ago, did they not? I mean, thank you. I had a good point. Um, so, you know, I, the pay-per-view itself, I, I think, is going to be ho-hum. You have uh, Ryback, Sheamus, and John Cena teaming up to fight against the Shield. Um, is there any chance that Ryback goes heel and joins the Shield? I mean, I don't think you want extra people in the Shield, considering that Roman Reigns is supposed to be the muscle. Um, I don't know if that would be a good move or not. I don't think it would. But, again, I don't see the big deal with Ryback. Everybody loves the guy. I think he's okay at best. I think he's a niche guy who's kind of uh, worn out his welcome. But, I don't know, sir. I don't think that uh, that that's going to happen. I, I think the show needs to win. But, are they going to have all three of these, these quote-unquote, main events lose right before WrestleFest? I mean, that's <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then you have the, the main event between Rock and Punk. It's a rematch from the Royal Rumble. Um, if Punk loses again... He really uh, loses a lot of steam, but I don't see how Rock now drops the strap in less than a month. I mean, Rock needs to carry that belt now into WrestleMania. Unfortunately, fighting John Cena, in my opinion. I think Rock needs to carry the belt to WrestleMania 30. 
It's a good point. But yeah, you're right. I mean, fighting John Cena doesn't excite either one of us, doesn't interest us. It's not a sexy matchup for us. But it's the match that's probably going to sell the most, and it's the rematch from last year. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I personally don't like it. I don't think it's a great move. I don't think it's a great idea. You know, as a wrestling fan, business perspective, totally understand it. Uh, I don't know what Punk's going to do, because if the, the rumors about the Undertaker are true, Punk may not have an opponent, so I think they need to have a triple threat at Mania. It makes sense. I mean, you have a triple threat. And, um, and now, of course, the once-in-a-lifetime tag still exists because it's not a one-on-one title match. Exactly. So you, you, you uh, save yourself from that, because they did say it's a once-in-a-lifetime last year. They're probably going to have a triple threat at this point. I mean, it, it only makes sense. I know that uh, Ken Show doesn't like to give out spoilers tonight. It's SmackDown. Um, I don't have any. I didn't read anything. Well, the well, show that happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to predict the future that's here. Probably, that's probably why you don't have anything yet. Oh, okay, that's that's why I don't have anything yet. So Elimination Chamber. I've always thought the the pay per view in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah, you could um, set up better feuds, but I think it's going to be the same matches that you're going to have. You might add the if Undertaker is not healthy. Yeah, you're going to have a triple threat, like Dave says. You're going to have CM Punk versus The Rock versus John Cena. And on the the World Heavyweight title side, you might have a Dolph Ziggler taking on, oof, dare I say, Randy Orton. That would be terrible. Um, I wonder how Chris Jericho is going to slot into this whole thing. There's so many pieces, so many moving parts. That's a, I want to see what the WrestleMania card shapes up to be, sir. Good point. Um, they didn't add anybody into the Hall of Fame. They talked about Bruno San Martino again because it's such a big name. Um, what who else can you add? You can add a celebrity, I guess, but who else is going to go in there other than... You know, you have Bruno San Martino, you've got Trish Stratus, you've got Mick or Mike Foley, depending on the, you know, concern on Chris Jericho. And, of course, you have Bob Backlund, the, uh, the man of the master of the cross-faced chicken wing. I mean, what else can you add to that there? Well, you're going you're gonna, to, like you said, you want to add a celebrity. And, and Ken Reedy on his show on Sunday, which I listened to, um, brought up a great point, is that um, you have a, a quote-unquote celebrity wing, and you have somebody like Drew Carey in, and again, you know, you have Coco Beware in there, so all bets are off. But you got somebody like Drew Carey. <laughs> you got Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame, which he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's be, let's face facts. Obviously, definitely. Maybe. maybe, but then you don't have people that made wrestling what it was in the '80s. You don't have Cindy Lauper. You don't have Mr. T, like Ken Reedy mentioned, and then you don't have uh, Andy Kaufman, probably the first actor ever to to incorporate wrestling into his stick. Um, uh, to me, that makes no sense. You're going to do a celebrity wing. You need to have those three. Those are like the founding, I can't even say founding fathers, the founding people of being celebrities, sir. How do you have Drew Carey in there and not those three that we have mentioned and Ken Reed has mentioned on his show? Well, I think Mr. T doesn't want to be in. There's been issues with that. You can also put Muhammad Ali in this WWE Hall of Fame. Why? Well, Muhammad Ali is part of the first WrestleMania there, and he also had that wrestling match against uh, Roddy Piper. So, yeah, I mean, those people should be... Oh, wait, no, he didn't fight Roddy Piper. Um, he fought, I forget who. He fought somebody else in the 80s. Do you remember who it was, sir? Was it... Um, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to have our producer look this up, sir. All right, so as we look that up... Um, yeah, and I, what I wonder, too, is about... is uh, It seems like the Hall of Fame is only for the single wrestler. I mean, yeah, you inducted last year the Four Horsemen, but there are so many tag teams that I start thinking about that should be inducted to the Hall of Fame. I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they they need its own wing at this point, but I was asking you on Sunday night is demolition in that that's a team that really was dominant in the eighties. I think that's a team that should have made the Hall of Fame. I agree with you on that. It was in Antonio Noki. I don't even know why I thought it was a WWE guy. 
But Antonio Nelkis is a WWE Hall of Fame. Um, famous Japanese promoter and wrestler. I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I can't. I, I don't know why they don't have certain people in the Hall of Fame the way they decide it. You know, they really should have more tag teams. Even the four horsemen went in there as a group. I mean, hell, Arn Anderson should have gone in there by himself. They were going to do DX supposedly, but of course you can't get any bigger than Bruno San Martino, so they, they scrapped those plans. So, this Sunday, make sure you catch the Ken Reedy Show, 6 p.m. Um, Reedy, R-E-E-D-Y, on Block Talk Radio. He will be breaking down the pay-per-view with his co-host, Dave. Dave. So, Dave and, and Ken. Ken will definitely break it down on Sunday night. We try to get you the our take on it, and we, we tell it like it is. I mean, don't buy the pay-per-view, folks. If you don't want to, do not <laughs> buy it. Unless you listen to the Ken Show. <laughs> Unless you listen to the Ken Show, right. So, enough wrestling talk since we are up on a, uh, we only got about 20 minutes left to go. The, yeah, the, there. the big news out of the world, uh, coming out of the world, uh, I'm sure it's tweeting uh, left and right, is the fact that, uh, let's get right to it, folks, we uh, are losing a Pope at the end of this month. And I, you know, I never expected to hear uh, Pope Benedict the XVI uh, step down for health reasons. I really thought when you're a Pope, you're a Pope. For life. Like the NWO, for life. And only on this show could you tie the NWO in with the Pontifex, with the Pope. Isn't that amazing, sir, the, how it I tie that in? It is amazing. I knew that's what you were going to do. Like a face. Um, you know, the first, somebody put something on Twitter that I had to rip them for. Is that, what was that? They said, oh, you know, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember this happening in my life. And I said, well, last time it happened was 600 years ago, so I'm pretty sure you weren't alive back then. Um it is interesting because, like you said, most guys do stay Pope for life, and of course, Pope Benedict was uh, elected Pope at an older age. I'm curious to see if we're going to have a Puerto Rican Pope, if we're going to have a Mexican Pope, if, you know, or, or if they're going to go a different route in terms of other than the European. Um, but the fact that he just somebody made a comment on the Rusty said also the fact that the Pope uh, the Pope is gone, but they're talking about Pope D'Angelo De Niro over <laughs> in the TNA since he got both. Somebody said I called this like a month ago. And uh, most popes are out there. Well, what do you think about that? It's amazing. You know what's even more amazing than that is that you can actually, uh, this is going to sound so degenerate, and I, I know we're about PG, but you can actually put wagers on who the next pope is going to be. If you go uh, to Arizona, uh, to Nevada, you can actually wager. I think the the odds on the next pope is uh, the next nationality will be Nigerian, believe it or not. I don't know if yeah, you know that. I, I've heard that a lot also, and it's, it's interesting uh, that they would take that, but apparently the, the Catholic Church is growing a lot in, in Africa, in most countries, so, I mean, Nigeria would qualify as an African nation, so uh, that'd be interesting if they pick somebody. I mean, we are our first half-black president, so maybe we'll have our first black pope. I don't want yeah, right. I don't want to sound biased here, but sir, uh, I really like him. I think he's very flamboyant. I, I like flamboyant? I, I like Timothy Dolan. You know, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I think you're talking about the better than Timothy Dolan. Obviously, you know, he's the cardinal in New York. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you're you're biased in that sense. I think you're talking about better than Timothy Dolan. I don't think he's flamboyant at all. I mean, when you say flamboyant, what do you mean? I mean, is he coming down? Is he doing mass with with fireworks going off and then title belts around his shoulder? What do you consider to be flamboyant? I know that he's a personality, as it were. He's definitely a personality. I mean, I, I think, you know, he's somebody that's out out there and he's outgoing. He's Only not on this that... show would we be having this conversation <laughs> about the Pope. Only on Pure Gold. Well, let me just say that Pure Gold, at least JB, uh, nominates uh, Timothy Dolan, Cardinal Timothy Dolan, even though that there's honestly a sh- shot for him. It sounds like you're saying Timothy Dolan, the guy who was James <laughs> Bond back in the 80s. And I would nominate him. 
to be the next Pope. He, he was a great James Bond, even though he was only in two movies. So in about two weeks, we will uh, lose Pope Benedict XVI. He will. So how does that work? Is it like he retires, he steps down, and then immediately somebody takes over? Is there a gap in between? Or I'm not Catholic, so I don't know how this works. All the, all the cardinals have to convene now in the Vatican, and they have to start you know, puffing out the black smoke and the white smoke and all that stuff that I do remember uh, very strongly in 2004, or is it 2005, when Pope John Paul II passed away. And oddly enough, uh, my town is huge. Pope John Paul II fans <laughs> because wait what do you mean they're, they're huge fans of they're it? huge fans yeah. like like the Elks Club they're celebrating <laughs> the John Paul I mean, what are you talking about here Wellington is uh, probably 95% Polish and 5% me Italian um, but everyone loves Pope John Paul II I actually go to Sacred Heart um, right in Wellington New Jersey that has a statue a bronze statue of Pope John Paul II um, to me whoa you're pulling up some pictures about yeah, Pope Benedict. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it. It's in, it's in Portuguese. I can't read, so I'm going to flip it over to English. All right. So as you look at that, yeah, Pope John Paul II, I remember when he passed away um, in April of 2005, I guess it was. Um, you know, you had the, the the Carnos convening together, and you would see black smoke coming out of a building. This is really bad now. <laughs> Save me. I actually, I actually can't believe that he's been Pope that long. I didn't realize that Pope John Paul has been dead, you know, for going on eight years now. Because April is when is when his uh, his uh, title reign started, and it looks like the his reign is going to come to an end. So, like I said, my question is: Does he go back to you know to somebody else to step right in, or I mean, how, how does this work? You mentioned the black smoke. You mentioned the you know all this stuff. They should have like a like an over the top rope battle between all the cardinals and stuff. And I, I I'm not I'm not believe me I'm not making fun of the Catholic faith or anything like that. I do have family that's Catholic. Um, I just I, I find it interesting because I don't know how it works. And again, this pope, you know, again, not to knock him, but he's he's a, in in a well. By the time my daughter's like 15, this guy's gonna be 100 years old. Exactly. He was born in 1927, so it's interesting. And and he got he actually got um inducted or his papacy began. So he was ordained. Excuse me, he was ordained right after his birthday, which is interesting. Um. But I'm curious to see who the next Pope is going to be, sir. Yep, me too. His last day will be February 28th, and by March 20th, so there's going to be about three weeks in between when uh, Pope Benedict uh, steps down as Pope, and we'll have a new Pope by March 20th. Um, my money, <laughs> not my money, uh, my my guess is that it's going to be Nigerian, the Nigerian Pope. I don't even know what his name is, but everyone talks about him. It's either going to be him or, believe it or not, a Canadian uh, cardinal is uh, the second uh, favorite to actually get the Pope. So. We got plenty of things. Let me let me tell you this. This is a great story. <laughs> this is a going from uh let's see, going from the set to wrestling to the Pope and now I'll go to this. Sir, I don't know if you've heard this, but the the guy that actually killed Osama bin Laden um, is now unemployed and is, uh, you know, basically on the uh, the food line for money. He's poor. And the reason why I bring this up is th this is uh, our government here. I'll, let me read you a quote. Despite killing the most wanted terrorist, he said he was not given a pension, health care, or protection for himself or his family. <laughs> Sir. You know, this country, I'm sorry, but this country, at times it really blows. I know that People say America is the greatest country in the world, and it doesn't seem to be that, that way either. I know that our extremely loud uh, Portuguese friends here in the studio agree with us as a young <laughs> screaming next door. But aside from that, 
you know, this country sometimes it really blows. And I heard a great a great speech that was recently by uh, Dr. Ben Carson, and he was basically ripping. You know, apparently he's he's independent, but he was basically ripping. You know, the the what's going on in this country, the godlessness and everything else. How is it that these men and women, anyone in the military service, how does our country not take care of them? These scum sucking dirtbag pigs, jerkwad, beep beep beep. The pure scum that we have in Washington D.C. from the head all the way down on both sides of the party, on both sides of the line. Uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party, Tea Party, everybody, a lot of these guys, most of these guys and girls are wasting public money. The fact that they're making close to 200000 or whatever the case is, that is a disgrace. They should cut their salaries in a, in a third and be with the rest of the American population and have, you know, less income, and then they should take that money and put it back into the system to help out military, to help out, you know, the, if they want to help welfare families, they want to have all these different social programs, fine. Why are they taking money out of our pocket? They take money out of their dirtbag pockets. You know, this makes me sick. This guy told Osama bin Laden, the, the, the military in general, I hear all these horrible, terrible stories, which is why they start they start all these, uh, you know, veterans hospitals and stuff because the adequate care isn't there for the government. I don't understand. How is that possible? How are they not taking care of the military, men and women who sacrifice their lives for these things to sit on Capitol Hill? How is that possible? You know what? Those wonderful people in Washington, D.C. I got a little sound bite that I got to play for you right about now. Go to hell! Oh, God. (laughs) Sir, quote from the the gentleman that killed us on the line. Go to hell! Steel Command told me they could get a... They, they can get me a job driving a beer truck in Milwaukee. Well, that's great, because I'm probably looking for Milwaukee at. Not maybe, so great. Maybe he can deliver beer. I, I'm getting pissed off. Plus, he said, my health care for me and my family has stopped. I asked if there was any transition from my TRICARE to Blue Cross Blue Shield. They said, no, you're you're out of service. Your coverage is over. Thanks for your 16 years. Go blank yourself. <laughs> I see in the notes here the problem seems to be that the shooter uh, left the military before the 20-year uh, requirement. Yeah, but I don't care. The point is that this guy needs to be protected. They need to get him out of the military at this point. He killed Osama bin Laden. Anybody that finds out that he killed Osama bin Laden, his life is in danger. You couldn't protect this guy and give him, like, health care for life and find him a job for at least $10 an hour? Of course not. Of course not, because the, the fat cats in Washington are too busy. It up. And do not watch the State of the Union address tonight. It's going to be horrible. Obama's going to make it seem like he's the reason why the economy has recovered, and we know that's not the truth, sir. Of course, but, you know, I saw somebody post something on Facebook today, and they were saying, you know, about how they have all these trans and blah, 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 and, you know, the one time they posted about politics, people were nuts, and she was like, oh, Bush wasn't such a beeping idiot, then we'd be in this mess. You know what? It's time to stop blaming George Bush. The Democrat, Republican, whatever you are, stop blaming George Bush. This guy's been in office for four years. Sack up, man up, do something about it, and, and try to fix this country. But instead, it's, eh, nah, 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 bro, George Bush, four years. You know what? You suck. How, Everyone in Washington, you all suck. So how is it that the Democrats always blame the, the, the Republican before they take office, but now this guy's been in office for four years, and it's, it's not, not his fault. Bush's fault. It's, it's so George George Bush. blaming George Bush. You know what? Four more years, blame Bush. That should be a hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag blame Bush for life. Another another big story in the news these days is in the city of Los Angeles, sir, there's a uh, ex-renegade cop who seems to be like, you know, like this guy that is like 
you know, like a, a you know, like uh, you know, yeah. get to the point. Like a lethal machine. I mean, the guy is uh, is running away from the the government. The the bounty on this guy is up to a million dollars to find him. His name is Christopher Dorner. Let's hope he's not all the way. What is the point? Let's make sure that he's not gotten to Newark at this point. But this guy is uh, a loose yeah, I'm cannon. Sure he's not in Newark, so. <laughs> you never know. I mean, this guy's a loose cannon. Have you heard about him? And uh, have you seen him anywhere? If you have, it's a million dollars to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I read a bit about the story. I heard a bit about it. And this, this country, this world is screwed up. That's that's crazy. I can say about that. All right, and we go right to that. We talk about spring training. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Christopher Dorner. Yeah. And uh, killing, you know, ex-cops, killing, killing spirits. Let's talk about the Mets. Speaking of, about being, you know, speaking about a trainer, let's talk about the New York Metropolitan. Well, I don't want to talk about the Mets. I just want to talk about one former Met. You're one of your probably your favorite Met of all time, uh, Mr. Mike Piazza. Yes. It, uh, you, is it true that he got fat? I mean, I, I heard. I don't know if it was you or no. I'm sorry, Mitch from Port Lee actually uh, was was texting me, telling me that Mike got fat. I'm not saying he's fat. He says he looks fat. It's possible. I guess. Uh, my question to you is, why would he uh, release his book now? Did he assume that he was going to get into the Hall of Fame and he decided to release the book? He makes some comments in this book that might not get him in the Hall of Fame next year now. Well, if you're Mike, what I don't understand, why wouldn't you just wait till you get in the Hall of Fame? That's a whole chapter in the book by itself. Why release the book now? I don't understand it, honestly. It doesn't make any sense to me. We're going to try to get him on Pure Gold uh, one of these days, uh, but I know he's scheduled to go on. I Mike- actually tried. Um, I, I think I got a picture back of uh, him, one of his fingers. Up, I it, was a bit. <laughs> it was not the index, right? No, it was right. It was right. That's a thumb. So you, you know, you have that uh, hot topic going on right now, and Mike Piazza will, sh- will show up on a, a bunch of different shows. Yeah, Mike Prince, that's what things and try to get him on. So I have a question for you. This yeah. is this is mess related. I read this on Twitter, and people are going nuts, and these these sick, sycophant, whacked up, drug addict Mets fans. We're over here talking about how the Mets, you know, I don't care who the 11th pick in the draft is. He better be good because, you know, he's going to get. And even Mike was talking about today. What planet are these people living on? And I follow some people who are great fans, great Mets fans. I don't consider anybody a better Mets fan than me if they're not older than me. Why? Because if, if you can't remember when the Mets were a joke more than they are now, then you know what? I don't want to hear, oh, I've been a Mets fan my whole life. Yeah, you're 15. And, you know, it's great. It doesn't really it doesn't count yet. Give another 15 years. I've been a Mets fan for 26 disgusting, miserable years, going on 27. I have I have seen little to no joy in this team. And the truth of the matter is that if any Mets fan is complaining that the Mets didn't get Michael Bourne, who the heck cares if the Mets get Michael Bourne or not? Yeah, he would have legitimized, you know, the, the top of the lineup. But the Mets are going to be terrible, man. They're going to be terrible with or without Michael Bourne or Jason Bourne or any other Bourne. The Mets think, folks, they have no talent on this team. Their pitching staff, their starting rotation may be decent. They've got no bullpen. They've made no additions in the offseason. Other than David Wright and Ike Davis, there is not a position player on this team that anybody else would want. For all you Ruben Tejada lovers, for all you Daniel Murphy lovers out there, I mean, get a clue. The Mets do not have talent. So if they got Michael Bourne's five-year option or whatever he signed with the Indians, who cares? They were going to stink anyway. So whoever the 11th pick in the draft is, I could care less. Most of these guys don't care anyway. Please stink! I mean, so I don't know if you heard of Michael so much today. Is, is that a joke or what? I think you and I sometimes are the only rational Mets fans on the planet. Because these people on Twitter are going nuts. Why? I'm sorry, were the Mets going to win 100 games with Michael Bourne in center field? Are, are they? 
imagine a fourth best team, if that, in their own division. And the only way, I'm sick and tired of hearing, well, if all goes well, if all goes well. Yeah, if all goes well, I'm going to be a millionaire in the first Latin president in the United States of America. You, you know, you make me sick talking about all this garbage and all this nonsense, sir. It just, it honestly makes me want to bother. Bobby Pornell is now your closer because Francisco Cordero is going to be out for a couple months. Francisco Cordero, you mean find Francisco? Yes, him. <laughs> well, come on, man. Are you kidding me with this? Are these fans joking when they talk about I don't understand. How could anybody, why are you excited about spring training? I could care less about spring training. I can't wait till August when football starts again because <laughs> my Giants will have a shot. You tell me, is there any reason to be optimistic about this team? I mean, unless you want, unless you feel like winning 70 games is an accomplishment for this team, you're right. This team uh, is not going to be good at all. Their outfield is, you know, we could put up a better outfield than this outfield at this point. Uh, they have a a decent, like you said, starting rotation. Their, their bullpen Stinks. They're they're off. Their lineup is is putrid. Other than maybe Ike Davis and David Wright, and uh, we'll see how they go. But you know, I, I'm not that optimistic. I, I think you're right. I think we are probably one of the only two realistic Met fans out there, sir. And people say we're negative or whatever. We just tell it like it is, sir. Everything and anything, it tells it like it is. So we're coming up to the end of the show. But I, I do want to mention the reason why we're on tonight as opposed to tomorrow night. It is uh, your anniversary, your wedding anniversary. So happy, healthy anniversary to you and uh, Kelly. I mean, Raquel, uh, celebrating, what, three years of uh, marital bliss? Yes, sir, three years. <laughs> no, yeah, three years of pure gold uh, with the wife there. Excited about that. Of course, I met the bell when I got home right before the show. Uh, she does this thing. She actually did this to me last Wednesday, which is great. I got home really late last week because we had a meeting with the staff of the station, which is yeah. great to say. And the minute I get home, my daughter literally starts screaming, Dada, Dada, runs full speed at me, stops. She basically bends over and starts stomping her feet, ah, and going crazy. And today when I got home, she we have those, the baby gates, so she doesn't, you know, run rough shot all over the house. I walk over, and she lifts her hands up, of course, wanted me to pick her up. And that, to me, to see her when I get home is the best feeling in the world, because she's always so excited to see me. And ironically enough, not only is it your wedding anniversary, but it is uh, your wife's birthday. Yes, it is. She is turning the big, uh, I don't know if I should say on the air, but it's a, it's a big number and uh, it's an important one in her life, a milestone as it were. And um, let me just say special shout out to my bosses for not giving me the day off tomorrow, which I asked for. All right, all right. Totally. <laughs> Let's that. let's stop right there. Beep, 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 beep. Beep. Tomorrow. Beep. You know what? Beep. You know what? That right there. We are, we haven't done this in a long Please time. Stink. That you stink. How about that? You stink. Please stink. All right. With the last minute, let's end on a positive note. Let's give Kelly Raquel whatever you're calling her these days. Happy healthy birthday, by the way, Kelly Raquel. Uh, I, let's give her the props that she deserves. She is the true brains behind this operation. Absolutely. Give her the props. Close out the show. We'll see you next week. Folks, uh, you know, Joe and I were talking about this. We were talking about why the secure goal is as successful as it is. The truth is, the person who deserves most success, other than me, is Joe. You know, he's, he's like I said, he's a cash right now. But, um, you know, Joe and I have put a lot of work into this. My wife is the real reason that we are at the level that we're at and, you know, going only further into the future. Why? Because when we first started this show, it was we're going to start on YouTube. YouTube didn't work, and it's because I saw you can, you can make money off YouTube if you get enough views. 
course, I think we, we, we barely have any views on our YouTube show, uh, videos, but that didn't work. So my wife was like, why don't you try internet radio? She found Blog Talk. We came on Blog Talk. We did 30 minutes free. And I realized that I'm in the old room now, but I don't care because you basically run in this, this station anyway. Yeah. So my wife says, why don't you try Blog Talk? We go on Blog Talk. We found this internet boom. She paid for the first year out of her own pocket. I mean, you know, we have shared finances. But she did it as a birthday present to me. So the first year, she sunk a nice chunk of coin into this program. And then not only that, but she is the one who, the times that I've wanted to quit, Joe has been there, of course, but the times that I wanted to quit, she's the one always encouraging me to keep going forward. And uh, she is the one who found the, uh, the ad on the Internet, uh, you have a show on the Internet, um, for us to, to apply for an internship here at the station, which is what we did. And I, I didn't even think we would make it or the name accept it. But she encouraged me to do it, and I did it, and here we are, and we're basically running roughshod at uh, 1640. So my wife has definitely been the, the driving force behind the show. So definitely a big shout-out to, to my new love, and a.k.a. my baby mom, a.k.a. the wife. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Folks, we thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure as always, yours, of course. Make sure you check out our show next Wednesday, where we'll be on, hopefully joined by a couple of people who will be airing shows here on the station. Folks, thanks to special uh, guests this afternoon, Seth Garcia, Miss Florida USA 2011. It was an honor and privilege having her on the show. What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are, and so are you folks. Have a wonderful evening. Go to puregoldpg.com. Check us out next week. And be on the lookout for the brand new Ironbound Radio 16 Party AM coming soon. Woo!